Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast. I am your host, Gary Howard. It sure has been a while since I recorded an episode. I was hoping to be steady and more consistent on my episodes, but with the holidays, happy with Thanksgiving, and been super busy lately. And a few places I do stop at, I don't get no Wi-Fi service, so it's kind of difficult to get my notes ready and everything like that, so... This is my execution. My wife corrected me on that. I usually said this is my murder episode, but all of my episodes are murder episodes, so why would this be any different? So I'm going to call this my execution. This will be no truck stop, and this one, my normal episodes will have a truck stop. But this one, I think I'm going to try to put some facts of that year and things I found. And what this podcast episodes are about is the United States ended the you know death penalty in 1973 but reinstated it again in 1976 i believe and i'm gonna go order order uh, from the time that happened until current day and there's plenty of them so i'm for sure not gonna run out of material but today and i i get giggle out of this one robert wayne williams reason why is my brother his name is robert wayne ulrich so big shout out to him if he listens to this. But yeah, Robert Wayne, unfortunately, yeah. I'd actually name my son after him. My son, Davis Wayne Howard. So I guess John Wayne Gacy, a lot of serial killers, I guess. But this individual right here, I'm not so convinced that he was worthy of the death penalty. I won't let you all decide. I mean, maybe life without parole, but death penalty... I don't know about that. That's it. Seems like a little harsh, but being the, the times, being him being a black man and Louis, I just don't know. I don't think he should have got the death penalty. But who am I? I'm just a truck driver. I'll let you decide. But what happened? I was looking at some of the things that happened in '79. I don't know if y'all familiar with the Who, 1979 Stampede disaster. Let's go over a little bit. 1979, 11 people killed in a stampede outside of. The Who concert in Cincinnati, Ohio. The general mission tickets policy was basically, and I'm not going to read. I mean, this you can read history.com more in depth. What happened was, is that there had general mission tickets, which they still have now, but they've got more stricter on how they do things. But before it was general mission tickets and first come first, your best seats. And the crowd starts showing the ticket. The concert should have started at, 7, at 3 p.m., I believe. No, 8 p.m. I exited out. But people start showing up hours and hours before the concert actually happens so they get the best seats. But the venue would not open up because they didn't have enough people to, you know, to ticket acceptors to accept the people. So they held, finally they broke through the glass and stampeded in there to get the best seats. Unfortunately, 11 people were killed by the stampede now after that they and who did not know this until after the show nobody wanted to tell them to kind of ruin the atmosphere so the show went on as normal but then after the show happened that's when they told the members of the who what happened but yeah 11 people died in cincinnati i remember as a child i used to watch wkrp in cincinnati here comes a little rant desra she hates when i do it she says i blab too much a little rant, but I was watching WKRP in Cincinnati. I remember they were talking about this. So, but yeah, 11 people died. And just kind of like how the World thing happened. But instead of pushing towards, surging towards the stage, these people were stampeded of people coming in to get the better seat. So the concert hasn't even started yet. So, 
Okay, now let's talk about Robert Wayne Williams. He was born February 6, 1952, and was executed in December 14, 1983. American murderer convicted of January 5, 1979 murder of Willie Kelly, a 67-year-old security guard, which he was just about to get off duty. He was waiting for his relief, but his relief was running a little late. So, of course, Willie was, Robert was, you know, executed in 83 by the state of Louisiana by the electric chair. He became the first person to be executed in Louisiana since 1976 when the death penalty was reinstated. And that's where this podcast, this portion of the podcast started. My full next episode with the truck stop will be in Wisconsin. I've been going there lately in Appleton. And I found an interesting case up there about, I'll give you a sneak preview about a football player, first Eagle Scout and everything, who had inner, you know, personal likes that only came out while he was drunk. And then when he sobered up, he definitely did not work out for him. He didn't uh, not, not work out for him, but he definitely got the rage afterwards. But yeah, let's talk about what happened on January 5th, 1979. And if I keep going now, I'm just, I got this new mic stand, which I'm excited about. And I'm keep I'm trying to adjust it as I'm recording. It keeps going out of whack. I do apologize. On January 5th, 1979, Williams and his accomplice, accomplice Ralph Holmes entered an AAP supermarket located at 3525 Perkins Road. And for your older people, AMP supermarket used to have these stamps that used, people used to collect and they win things. Matter of fact, when I lived in Chicago, that was the first place I ever shoplift from. But yeah, AMP stamps, AMP supermarkets. Let me know if there's any of these things left. I'm curious. But yeah, this AMP was located on 3525 Perkins Road in Baton, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Both men, if you, I did an episode out of Baton Rouge. If you did, Derek Tali, go back to it. It's like my second or third episode. Check it out. Both men placed ski masks over their faces, and Williams pulled out a 12 gauge sawed off shotgun. They then approached the security guard, 67 year old Willie Kelly, who was bagging groceries at the time. Holmes tried to remove Kelly's pistol from his holster as Kelly made a move for, with his hand towards his pistol. Williams yelled, don't try it, and Millie sh- immediately shot Kelly in the face at point-blank range. Williams and Holmes proceeded to complete the robbery. During the process, Holmes pistol-whipped one of the customers, and again, Williams accidentally shot. That's what he'll say, he accidentally shot Willie Kelly. Accidentally shot two people in the feet. The police received a telephone call from an informant implicating Holmes Williams and Williams' wife. She was the getaway driver. While their rest rests, both Williams and his wife gave confessions implicating themselves in the crime. But Williams stated that it was never his plan. He was not premeditated or anything like that, that he killed him. But it was accidentally. And to come to find out the weapon did have some issues with it. Of course, Willie Holmes, Ralph Holmes, decided that he wanted to, since he was not the actual, in his mind, he was not the actual killer, the shooter of it, he did a plea bargain to go you know, on trial against Mr. Robert Holmes. And because of that, he was found guilty. 
well, first of all, Robert Holmes was convicted of first-degree murder and was sentenced to death. The defendant, Ralph Holmes, was also convicted of first-degree murder but was given life imprisonment without the benefit of parole. So he would not be going there. Plus, he talked to testify against Mr. Robert Williams, saying that he was the gunman at the time. But yeah, Williams was convicted of first-degree murder and was sentenced to death by dis- District Judge Frank Boyle on May 30, 1979. The jury recommended that Holmes receive a life term for his role in the crime. Williams consistently maintained the gun had gone off accidentally and that he had not intended to shoot Kelly. However, he did testify at his own trial, which I heard a lot of cases that is not good. You should never testify in your own trial because they put you in a situation where you say things that might, you know, where a jury might take out of context and stuff like that. Sometimes it's the best not, but then I guess sometimes it is. I guess it's like a 50-50 chance of what is worked for you. What's like with um Jason Baldridge, Baldrin, West Memphis 3, he thinks that if he would have testified on his behalf that he would not have been found guilty, where his lawyer refused to let him testify. But yeah, Police Chief Howard Ketter later criticized the private security firm for failing to train their security guards properly, which I think is BS. He claimed Kelly would not have been killed if he had been trained properly and had been equipped with the correct weapon. Kelly had received no training at all for the security guard position. But if someone comes in with a shotgun, I mean, the best thing to do is just let him take what he want. But like I said, he said the gun went off on accident, accidentally, but... I don't know. None of them, I wasn't there. You weren't there. Who knows if he was actually reaching for it. And Mr. Williams, not Williams, why I keep saying, yeah, Robert Wayne. I'm just calling him Robert Wayne because it would be easier to guess my brother's name. Who knows if the gun had, but he maintained that the gun actually went off. So on, he was found guilty, went through all his appeals, you know, everything. And on December 14th, 1983, Williams was executed now i looked to see what was his final meal i could not find his final meal but i did find his final statement his final statement was i believe and feel deeply in my heart that god has come into my life and saved me he said in a firm strong voice i told the truth about what happened if my death do happen i would like to do it be i would like it to be a remembrance of for louisiana and the whole country that it would deterrence against capital murder capital punishment and how the capital punishment is no good never has been good i would like all the people who fought against capital punishment to keep on fighting not just on my behalf but on behalf of everybody so and like i said it's just kind of baffled me because he did kill somebody he did commit murder and like his co-defendant, he should have got life imprisonment. Okay, on so but instead they for some reason they decided to go with the death penalty on him. I guess to prove a point. But yeah, on October oh no, December fourteenth, nineteen eighty three, Williams was executed like the chair at Louisiana State Penitentiary. He was pronounced dead at one fifteen AM and declined a last meal. Maybe that's why I couldn't find it. I guess I should read ahead. No last meal for Williams. Williams was the first person to be executed in louisiana in over 22 years since 1961 so he's the first person i guess they really wanted because 76 i guess they wanted to prove something maybe what do y'all think 
because of the crime. I mean, I don't know. The punishment does not fit the crime. I've been trying to baffle. One of the more reasons why I've been taking so long because I've been trying to figure out what to say about this because so many people, let's talk about some people that was at the time. But I think also because persecuted in the United States, he was also, he Williams was the first person basically in Louisiana, 10th in the United States at the time. He was also the second black person to be executed in the United States since 1976, as well as the first person to be executed for killing a black man. So this was a black on black. I'm surprised, but still black black. But let's talk about some people. First of all, around that time, Henry Lee Lucas was running around and with Aldous Tulk going around. Two white older men. Did they get the death penalty? I'm not sure about Aldous Tool. I should have researched, but I know Henry Lee Lucas did not. Also, the California toolbox killer. He also, let's talk about what he, a white guy who raped, tortured, and murdered five teenage girls. He ended up dying in prison, but he did not get the death penalty. So why is it these white men who did horrific murders on multiple, you know, maybe because of different states, but still who are well worthy of the death penalty, and you got this man Robert Wayne Williams, who did kill somebody and should have got life in prison without parole, get the death penalty. I would like to hear your guys' opinion on this. I'll have his picture and everything on social media. But yeah, Robert Wayne Williams. Well, first, I'm going to go with Willie Kelly. If you want to pay respects to Willie Kelly, he was born on March 5th, 1911 in Baker, East Benton Rouge, Paris, Louisiana, USA. He was, his death was January 5th, 1970. He was age 67. He is buried in Hope Cemetery in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. His memorial ID is 12940-5391. Hopefully everybody's liking that I'm doing these with the Find a Grave. You can find a lot of these, almost all of them, on Find a Grave. Even if you can't find them on Find a Grave, kind of like you'll find them on Find a Grave, but the burial will be like like Robert Wayne, Wayne Williams. If you want to see where this convicted murderer is buried at, he was born February 6, 1952, Louisiana, and was executed December 14, 1983, at age 31 in Gola, Louisiana. But his burial details are unknown. Memorial ID is 11628650. So there's the story of Robert Wayne Williams. This is not going to be a long episode today. I'm going to try to get back to it. And I'm using a new mic. Hopefully, this it sounds better if it sounds worse please let me know and you can the way you can let me know is by joining my social media groups at truck stop murder and true crime pod truck stop murder and true crime on my facebook private facebook group you could join in i'm looking for conversation tell me about where you travel at tell me if you're a truck driver what you think about the logistics industry or you can email me at truckstopmurder@gmail.com or Instagram at Truck Stop Murder True Crime and Twitter at Truck Murder. So if you do like what you want, like the if you like my mush mouth and babbling and stuttering, <laughs> you could, and you want more of this to keep it, I mean, it's going to keep going on regardless because my wife enjoys it and I enjoy doing them. So, like in my advertisement, it don't cost me nothing. If you do want to do a podcast yourself, try anchor it don't cost you nothing just time and research and recording and it can because it might be free now i used to go lipson but i decided 
I wasn't there's was no Patreon. You can support me at Patreon at Truck Stop Murder Sports Slash. All the links will be in the in the notes on Patreon. Just search Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast. Or you could just help if you don't want to be connected to a Patreon. You could do PayPal at truckstopmurder at gmail.com. Anything will be appreciated. Thank you in advance. And as always, I'll really sorry it was too late for some of y'all that do listen to me on a regular basis. You also find me on YouTube, which eventually, if I have enough time, I want to start doing videos of these. But because of my schedule working 14 hours a day it's really hard to do that so right now it's still at a podcast format but eventually i do like to do videos and work along with the truck stop and everything like that so hopefully you enjoy that and like i said and my wife hates this but i'll say it you can't fix stupid but you sure numb me with a two by four i am out of here Thank uh-huh.